I will not be surprised when we are ushered into a time when somebody asks for ask you for a meeting. You will ask the person, "Do you have a digital avatar in Metaverse?" And you would say yes. So why don't let my digital avatar and your digital avatar have the preliminary conversation, and they uh, and they share the gist of that conversation with you and me. And if we both find it interesting, then we take the next step of meeting in person. It's not a distant reality. and i'm not smoking pipe here and it is going to come and because of that everything seemed to fall in place it's a change and it's a metamorphosis that we are being ushered into and that metamorphosis and change is being facilitated both by uh, by the advancements in the physical world as well as in the digital world thank you for joining the change i am possible which is india's first future tech meets sustainability podcast today i'm delighted and honored to have with me mr rajesh dudu who's a blockchain and cybersecurity leader for it giant tech mahindra he's also the author of various books including the recently launched blockchain a to z explained so rajesh it's a pleasure and honor to have you on the show thank you for taking time and being part of a humble podcast about frontier technologies so you are vested in blockchain and cybersecurity and it all started with this individual called satoshi nakamoto why don't we start uh, on uh, satoshi nakamoto's white paper what does it mean to you and what was his vision uh thanks thanks for uh, having me on the show uh for, and uh, very good question and very good observation to start with uh but generally you know people think that uh, the world of cryptocurrencies especially the decentralized cryptocurrencies have started when uh, satoshi has appeared on the horizon and had published a paper called uh, peer to peer electronic cash system but there is a lot of work that has been uh, going on in the cryptocurrency space the work started as early as 1980 when a scientist by name timothy may came up with a concept called uh, crypto anarchy uh, these scientists had the forevision to forecast and foresee that uh, government will intercept in everything that is uh, concerning people and they didn't want to let the governments play that particular role to snoop into people's lives to snoop into people's communications so they wanted to come up with some kind of a technology where they could uh, uh, reduce the role of the government in the daily lives of uh, people and they thought that they can start with communication first and very soon Uh, they realized that it is not communications but it is the function of money uh, if you look at the power of governments it uh, basically stems from their ability to control the monetary function right so they wanted to invent a currency which can be issued by computers where people can start using it rather than the fiat currency that has been issued by the governments with that process they started in early 1980 and uh, that ideology has uh, resulted in what we call as the uh, you know uh, it's led to the emergence of a group of people called cypher punks cypher and uh, punks who basically wanted to come up with currency that will basically became that will become mainstream and then uh, people will start using it however their uh, efforts have not yielded much of results uh, and then they gave up uh, the lofty ideal and the goal um by 1990 uh, 
and things started uh, resurrecting in 2008 when this particular person appeared on the horizon and in fact he made it possible with the uh, invention of the world's first decentralized cryptocurrency called uh, bitcoin so basically now let's look at in terms of what is that what prompted this individual uh, to invent uh, bitcoin if you go to the paper which i alluded to before in that paper he a kind of predicts that more and more commerce will come on to the internet and when the commerce gets on to the internet the small merchants will be disadvantaged because small merchant merchants are often subjected to fraud and when the fraud happens it is the merchant who suffers because banks simply charge back the merchants so he wanted to invent a monetary system where it will be very difficult uh, to commit fraud using that particular monetary or the payment system the second he has foreseen a world where there will be lot of peer to peer transactions and those peer to peer transactions will be micro transactions for example if my neighbor wants to borrow my car i i may give it once or twice but if my neighbor wants to borrow my car on a regular basis then i would expect something in return that becomes a peer to peer transaction and he wanted to invent a payment system that leads to that peer to peer transactions not only for transaction volume of a good amount but also a transaction volume uh, that get where in the payment gets paid in micro payments that's where he felt that a bitcoin based payment system will be more suitable and that's how uh he had come up with the concept of bitcoin and the rest is history today you know the amount of uh, innovation that uh, bitcoin has uh, spawned uh, global has spawned globally and bitcoin also led to an advent of several cryptocurrencies uh, all put together today they are close to about 3 trillion dollars in market capitalization from you mentioned you know from the 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 scientist timothy may to you know satoshi, satoshi nakamoto taking on those basic ideas and building on uh, it to currently where it is right now it's it's been an amazing journey what you know and and maybe in the next few decades it could shake the entire centralized institutions you know because so far all of a uh, uh, institution industries enterprise big tech governments have functioned in a extremely siloed and centralized manner now this technology promises a, an openness transparency of, of sorts so if, you know just talk about blockchain and maybe you know what what's the promise what's the change it's going to bring to the world and maybe you could also since since you, you, you we are the subject of satoshi nakamoto and uh, his bitcoin not many people know that he, I, i'm sure everybody thinks of him as being extremely idealistic and the, the idea was really cool but there is 1.1 million bitcoins is in his uh, uh, bag because that's the largest number of bitcoin and we at this point in time nobody knows who satoshi nakamoto satoshi nakamoto is if and when the bitcoins are transferred to maybe another or, or 
or transacted will we get to know who satoshi nakamoto is so maybe you could talk about that also and what changes what is blockchain and what blockchain can uh, bring to a world absolutely eddy so in terms of uh, blockchain uh, there are a lot of many transformative applications when it uh, comes to blockchain and what blockchain primarily does is it brings in the uh, the trust factor uh without anybody in between right there is no party in center but still it fosters trust between the participating entities and the current ongoing pandemic has uh, proven to us multiple times over uh, think about uh, the current uh, healthcare industry uh, because of the pandemic we have seen a lot of uh, duplicates being spawned right in terms of you have a duplicate vaccine you have a duplicate mask and you have duplicate health certificates now because uh, health certificate becomes uh, prerequisite for people to move freely from one geography to another geography and people they don't want to for, you know they don't want the movement get restrained and even they have um, the symptoms they would like to conceal the symptoms and then produce wrong certificates and that's where today the existing technology is not able to prevent those kind of uh, practices blockchain is also going to play a major role with regards to fake media with regards to deep fakes with regard to fake news and also with regards to you know ipr infringement and ipr uh, violation it's an another area where blockchain is coming in a major way and interestingly what blockchain has done in addition to uh, transforming the payment applications whether it is peer to peer payments or money remittances whether it is domestic or international money remittances it has also uh, triggered a new monetization mechanisms and new revenue streams now think about uh, the non fungible tokens which is which seems to have taken both the world and uh, india by storm you, every day you are now talking about uh, amita bachchan monetizing using nfts a whopping 8 crores of monetization has happened by amita bachchan we are talking about uh, you know ms dhoni getting on to the nft bandwagon we are talking about kamal hasan getting into metaverse and then creating avatars for himself and monetization now let's forget these celebrities they have uh, enormous opportunities to monetize but how about uh, general people who are gifted who are skilled their ability to monetization monetize also increases you know gone are the days when uh, people used to invest in uh, digital collectibles because sorry the physical collectibles because physical collectibles occupy a lot of space now it is all about digital collectibles in the digital world you can collect 100 digital cards but in a physical world it becomes extremely difficult uh, to <coughs> to collect 100 physical cards so a lot of people are now moving into those aspects where blockchain is trying to protect your digital assets from infringement is uh, helping you to establish the right ownership and also uh, and also protect you from the theft or copying of these uh, digital assets that's a completely new revenue stream that blockchain is bringing into in addition to transforming the global supply chains transforming global finance and the list goes on in fact the list is completely uh, endless so essentially if i have to summarize uh, basically the uh, 
the potential of this particular technology comes from three perspectives one are you try uh, are you able to redefine the customer experience uh, for example i go to a um, neighboring uh, med store and then i see whether it is generic or whether it is branded drugs i see that and today i don't have a mechanism to validate whether they are genuine drugs or not that's where blockchain is going to come to the for that's a completely newer customer experience for me the second one is in terms of uh, is it able to unlock new revenue streams for everybody in the ecosystem and nft is a good example that i gave to you with regards to triggering new revenue streams and the third one is uh, you know how can it reduce the total cost of ownership and in supply chains it has been proven multiple multiple times over that the cost of ownership can be reduced using blockchain so when you apply blockchain on one of these three pivots then the technology has a lot more uh, relevance and a lot more life now coming to the next part of your question in terms of uh, the fictitious entity pertaining to satoshi and uh, why he she or a group of people that constitute satoshi they are uh, holding still 1.1 million uh, bitcoins in their particular account yeah absolutely they they do have that kind of uh, uh, bitcoins and uh, primarily if they wanted to basically you know manipulate the entire bitcoin system they would have done when bitcoin prices have started increasing right we have to keep in mind that uh, the reserve of 1.1 million bitcoins were triggered or it has been created when bitcoin was worthless it was not even worth few pennies uh, that's the reason you know you have this uh, bitcoin pizza day where the bitcoin world celebrates when uh, one of the uh, programmer had to pay 10000 bitcoins to order few slices of pizza from papa john at today's bitcoin value they are worth multiple million millions right so these guys have created a reserve uh, possibly with an intent to come back and use that reserve if the payment system is not evolving in the manner they wanted to that could be one of the reason but uh, but if they wanted to monetize they could have they could technically now come back and say that enhance the production of bitcoins from 21 million to an infinite number today if the bitcoin production is capped at 21 million and you cannot produce even a unit over and above the 21 million so there could be some interesting uh, reasons for which they have created uh, the reserve but i don't think it's with an intent either to manipulate or monetize if they wanted it they would have come back on the horizon much much earlier and would have done that right fair enough i think it's a right i mean assessment on uh, that it, it, it's it's a reserve and they have a specific cap which is 25 or 21 million and they you you cannot mint any more more than that so yes i, I guess we are in a fantastic convergence of sorts you know almost all the technology is converging and we transitioning transitioning into a space which is largely unknown at this point in time unknown the reason i say unknown is because i i don't think we can fathom exactly what the metaverse is going to look like i don't think we can fathom 
exactly what artificial general intelligence or machines which have uh, intellect are going to do to human society yeah. i don't think yeah. we can fathom what virtual reality can do virtual reality which is full dive virtual reality at this point in time we we kind of scratching the surface with the oculus quest and the various virtual reality headsets you know facebook itself has moved from being a social media company to a metaverse company they rebranded as meta because they have seen an a, a humongous economical opportunity over there now and and that's the reason i de- do this podcast is because so to make people understand because it, it is untangible at this point of time you know because when we talk about metaverse it's digital nft it's still you know it's very difficult to understand because collectibles are i get it you know i'm having it it's a physical thing i buy it and i keep it at my house i show it to my friends but it is difficult for the 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 ones who don't know that we are moving into a world which is going to be digitized and and that has been that has been accelerated because of covid and there's there's been various benefits which has been shown even your education institute you know we're moving from brick and mortar to online schools or these moocs these ar vr immersive experiential learning we've moved from how we traditionally work to uh you know digital workspace you know and, and microsoft is given a work from home option forever to almost 40% of, of the staff so the and 5g is going to come in so I, i think we're getting into exciting space and i people need to be aware about they need to ask questions they need to ask stupid questions because i mean it's only when you are brave enough to ask questions you will get answers you know not all of them are right you know because we we, we are all fundamentally just trying to figure out the language of all of this is going to look like but if we have a little perspective of understanding what the future is going to look like we'll be able to build better businesses now you are the blockchain and cyber security lead for uh, tech mahindra would you like to talk about use cases you guys have built uh, uh, leveraging blockchain yeah absolutely for several use cases that have been built leveraging uh, blockchain one of the largest implementation that we did is for india uh, especially with regards to the telecom subscribers and for the telcos where we invented a blockchain based network primarily to fight spam calls and spam text in india and you know how much nuisance it is spam is invading the handsets not only in india but it is invading the handsets uh, globally and what happens is uh, once you have given your number willfully to some digital marketer uh, they think that it is their property no the number is your property it is not their property and they cannot freely share that particular number with everyone they would like to and as a result of which you become the sufferer so we put together a blockchain based solution for all the telcos in india which has been mandated by the regulator the telecom regulatory authority of india and it has helped us to bring down spam to a great extent especially from a perspective of unregistered uh, telemarketers and also from a perspective of the registered telemarketers who are now tend to be who now tend to be more careful before they just pick up the phone and call the end users we have done uh, vaccine authentication and uh, vax tracking uh, you know we know that unfortunately in the world today we are in a scenario where some 
uh, countries are vaccine surplus and some countries are vaccine deficient. And uh, even some of the rich countries who have access to the resources, they are vaccine deficient because they have not taken the lead in terms of procuring those particular vaccines. Now, you cannot be in a situation wherein, you, uh, wherein many of those vaccines go underutilized, unutilized or get wasted because the supply chain systems are not transparent and, uh, and they are completely opaque. So how do you cater to this kind of a scenario where you need to reduce uh, the vaccine uh, wastage? Even in our own country, the vaccine wastage is estimated to be as high as uh, 12 to 15% and that is quite a lot for a large country like us. So how do we bring blockchain? to overcome those challenges. That has been an another implementation area. Uh, we've done that in uh, money remittances. We've, we've implemented blockchain to comply with the regulatory compliances with respect to money remittances, with respect to payments, with respect to supply chain management. Agri-tech is another area where blockchain will be implemented to a large extent and also from a perspective of protecting the digital ownership and uh, IPR pertaining to the digital assets, whether it is for an individual or whether it is for a company, we have used blockchain and we have uh, we have implemented blockchain. Yeah. So these are some of the use cases that uh, come to my mind, Eddie. Let's talk about what blockchain is going to do because, you know, it's got, it promises transparency, immutability, decentralization. And rather than talking about the traditional legacy businesses, I'd like to talk about the big tech. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, you know, what they do is they take our data, uh, your Spotify's and all, they take our content. And oh, what we get excited for as a content creator is those likes, but nobody gets uh, uh, paid. Google does the same thing. Yeah. Amazon is, is in somewhat a middleman. Uh, and what happens when blockchain comes in? What happens to these big companies? Yeah, in terms of, you know, when uh, blockchain comes into these uh, particular uh, big companies, uh, one, in terms of their role uh, goes down uh, because uh, many of these uh, big companies are uh, playing the role of a centralized uh, entity and they have access to the information that you do not have. For example, you're surfing something on Internet. Google has access to that information. And the marketeer who is interested in getting to you do not have that particular information, right? And that's where Google serves as an intermediary. They share, they're monetizing your information with the marketeer and the marketeer's information with you. Uh, uh, and then they, they're basically taking a cut. So uh, some of these engagement models either get redefined, wherein we are already talking about uh, ad-free browser called Brave, Brave, which is based on the blockchain uh, technology. And uh, or there could be new kind of people who come into existence. And today, Airbnb is still an intermediary when you take a hotel as an example, because you cannot do a peer-to-peer booking uh, because you're not uh, you're not sure whether uh, the uh, whether the house or a room that you book with an un- uh, from an unknown person is it reliable or not uh, so that kind of factors may get eliminated over a period of time because of this underlying technology because nobody can misrepresent 
or manipulate the technology. So it's a progressive evolution. But to answer your question uh, straight and simple, it uh, definitely leads to a better end user experience, a lower cost of service, and also probably elimination of intermediaries or emergence of new set of intermediaries whose role will be very, very minimal compared to the existing scenario. Right. Yeah. So I guess we in this fantastic change and, and, and the new it is it, it, scary because change is frightening, especially for those in power. And I guess that's the reason they do not want to let go. Would you like to explain decentralized finance? What does it mean? Because at this point in time, today, just in the morning, I was uh, I was going to work and uh, there was this radio spot which was blasting Jeb Zeppe claiming 12 uh, percent yeah. uh, you know, interest. And I heard you on national TV saying that, you know, mutual funds are and someday we will be saying cryptocurrency. Do talk about cryptocurrency. And maybe because we do not uh, have much time recently, I heard, uh, I mean, just recently there was this Deloitte report saying that in the next five to 10 years, we are going to move from fiat currency to cryptocurrency. What are your beliefs and thoughts on something like that? Yeah, in terms of, uh, you know, it will definitely happen. I think in terms of as we engage uh, more and more in the digital world and for our digital world uh, dealings, I think there will be a, a separate kind of currency which could be a universal currency because digital world is universal, right? You cannot say digital world of India, digital world of United States, digital world of UK. It is it is a borderless and a boundaryless kind of a world which is accessible by people all over the all over the world. So the netizens. So if the netizens have to deal with each other in a seamless fashion, there could be a emergence of a currency that will be more suited for that particular digital world. And that's where the uh, many of the cryptocurrencies have the promise of becoming that particular uh, currency. So there could be a physical world and there will be a digital world. The currency that's applicable in the physical world will be completely different compared to the currency that's available or that's applicable in the digital world. So that's where the promise lies for cryptocurrencies. Uh, now coming to the decentralized uh, finance, uh, you know, decentralized finance, again, the concept is similar with uh, with respect to the Airbnb example I gave. Now, uh, you know, you're reducing the role of intermediaries or eliminating the role of intermediaries when it comes to the function of money and when it comes to the lending and uh, borrowing. In a decentralized uh, finance, what happens is uh, those people who have idle funds are connected with those people who are need who are in need of the funds. Today, the banks know about that particular scenario and that's why they make a cool spread. Uh, you know, you get probably 4% as uh, saving interest rate and 5 or 6% as the deposit interest rate. And the deposit interest rates have been coming down in this country over a period of time. So, the, But the bank is making a cool spread because the bank is still lending. If it's a home loan, they're still lending at 8 to 9%. And if it is a vehicle loan, they're lending at about 11%. And if it is an unsecured loan, like a credit card loan, they're lending at about uh, 24 to 32%. And the bank is making that particular money. So it's your fund deployed by the bank and the bank or a financial institution is making a lot of return. In a decentralized finance, what happens is the intermediary who is facilitating that particular finance, their cut or the commission goes down. And that's the example that uh, you've heard from Zepay. For example, you invest in a 
coin like a USD backed coin, US dollar backed coin called Tether. Uh, on an exchange like SafePay, probably you can put 20,000, 25,000 rupees. It's a stable coin. The value is always pegged to the dollar. Until and unless some miracle happens in Indian economy, the rupee will appreciate against the dollar. Otherwise, rupee will never appreciate against the dollar. So you're getting an upside on account of the dollar appreciation. And the second one, once you have bought those coins, instead of putting them idle in your account, you put it for a decentralized finance where the person, uh, the exchange like Zepay is going to take the collection risk and they're going to give you 12% for coins that in other way would have just uh, would have just been kept idle in your account. So that is the new monetization opportunity that is coming in primarily on account of decentralized finance. Right, right. So, so you're saying, or if, if I would like, to, I mean, if, if I got you correctly, that this technology, blockchain, DeFi, will eventually take out the intermediaries out of the picture because, and, and the new is going to be more decentralized, more open, more beneficial for the customer. So, so it's a fantastic time to be alive. My last question to you, you've written the, uh, the, the new book, Blockchain A to Z. Uh, would you like to talk a little bit about that? And what do you think blockchain is going to do specifically to India? So with the new technology comes an onslaught of new terminology comes an onslaught of new lexicon and that's where you need a thesaurus kind of a resource where you could uh, simply go to uh, and then refer to for example i was on a show yesterday a vernacular show and the uh, and uh, the channel uh, i mean the anchor the channel anchor had asked me what is ratpul i didn't explain to him i just said uh, you know here is my book a to z and then see where Rakul is in the index, uh, refer to that particular section and read it yourself. He, he took less than a minute to read it. And then I said, hey, wow, now I, I feel like an expert in uh, Rakul. So that's exactly what the book does, not with just one particular term, but we had uh, collated 400 uh, such uh, you know jargon and 400 such uh, uh, pieces of lexicon which went into that book, which makes a jargon, which demystifies the jargon and which makes uh, learning of blockchain eventually easy uh, and pleasurable. Right. Uh, Rajesh, thank you for being part of the Change and Possible podcast. I, I think we're living in exciting times. and These converging technologies is going to make life really cool for us you know whoever i've been having a conversation with you know you know they they say that we are in this huge te technological transition and we need to reimagine rethink uh, everything because we cannot what what we're looking is band-aid solutions and we're just trying to tinker around with the old and make that we need to get into the brave new Absolutely. world and, and, and say that the old needs to be let go and the new needs to be adopted and and so thank you rajesh for being part of the yeah, podcast just to, just to on that account i just wanted to make a comment and i think everything is coming together not for a, uh, you know not for any lack of reason for example if you look at the ongoing pandemic and god forbid if it only increases then uh, in person conversations are going to go down in person meetings are going to go down so i will not be surprised when we are ushered into a time when somebody asks for ask you for a meeting you will ask the person do you have a digital avatar in metaverse and you would say yes 
so why don't let my digital avatar and your digital avatar have the preliminary conversation and they uh, and they share the gist of that conversation with you and me and if we both find it interesting then we take the next step of meeting in person it's not a distant reality and i'm not smoking pipe here and it is going to come and because of that everything seemed to fall in place both the technology as well as the ongoing pandemic so it's a it's a change and it's a metamorphosis that we are being ushered into and that metamorphosis and change is being facilitated both by uh, by the advancements in the physical world as well as in the digital world Thank you Rajesh really appreciate you giving time being part of the podcast wish you the very best and to my listeners if you like what you see in here then please press the subscribe button until next time see you guys bye bye thank you thank you Rajesh